0: This morning, if you got your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 27. We're going to start a new series next week, but I want to talk to you this morning from uh, this Psalm, Psalm 27, just two verses of Scripture. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Psalm 27 and verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. Everybody say one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what today represents a new year, and in, in some ways, Father, just a new start, a new beginning. And Father, I just pray today that as your word goes forth, may we be ready to receive what you have for us, Father, right now. I know some people are tired, Father, it's been uh, the, the holidays and everything, but Father, right now, I just come against a spirit that wants us just to not listen today and get this over with. Father, I just pray that we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, and Father, move right now our midst. Thank you for this time together. We ask all these things in the power of the Holy Spirit in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And all God's people together said, amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, happy new year. And you may be seated. Hey man, this is not just, as I said earlier, the first Sunday of the year, but it is the first day of the year. We won't do this again for 11 years. And so um, this is the the, the last time we get to do this for a while. And so today, I I know many of us, as the the new year begins, sometimes we start New Year's resolutions. Sometimes we say, you know what, I've done those in the past. They're they're goofy. I'm not going to do them. Maybe you're like me. In the past, my New Year's resolution has revolved many times around health, wanting to eat better. And um, usually by the end of today, I decide I've already blown it for the year. I'm going to start next year. And that's kind of the end of my New Year's resolution. Um, And so, sorry, my jokes are bombing today. That was supposed to be a joke. But um, maybe you say, I'm not doing New Year's resolutions, and that's fine. But I had a thought this week. If as a church, We had to have one New Year's resolution, one goal. What would be the goal for Landmark Church for 2023? what would be the kind of theme of the year? I believe God has amazing things in store for us and I believe this is a very important year for our church and I'll get into that soon hopefully by the end of January, the beginning of February we're going to have a, a vision night and, and just cast vision of where God is taking us and what God is doing and I'm excited about this year, I've already spoke to our staff about uh, just what I feel like God is doing and I, and I feel like there's some amazing themes. But things, but if we had to have a theme for the year, above all of that, what is God calling us to this year? What is something that we're all headed toward, I believe it's this one thing. I believe 2023 is a year that we are going to passionately pursue the presence of God. Anybody with me today? I believe 2023 is a year we're going to go after his presence. I believe 2023 is a year that we're going to get our running shoes on and we're going to run after him with everything that we've got. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. One of my favorite scriptures, I love this. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Enoch and God went on a walk and God said, you know what, I like this so much let's just do it forever. And Enoch was taken up. He was translated to heaven and he was no longer on the earth for God took him. They're just walking. They're hanging out. Enoch is pursuing a relationship with God and they're hanging out. Abraham, the Bible says he went looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. He was pursuing after that. Jacob wrestled with the angel. He's pursuing. He says I will not let go until you bless me. He is pursuing more of god moses goes up on the mountain to meet with god he pursues god's presence to meet with him and be with him and then the apostle paul in the new testament says i that i may know him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. The Bible, throughout the Bible, is full of people who went after God, who pursued God, who weren't satisfied where they're at right now, but they say, you know what? I know there is more to come, and I'm going to go after Him. Do I have some runners in the house today who say, I'm ready to run. I'm ready to go after Him. I'm tired of where I'm at, and I'm ready to get more of God. I'm ready to experience more, and I want more of Him in my life. Amen. Amen. I love history. I love studying history. I like watching. Um, I, I turned into my father. I used to get bored. My dad watching those black and white shows on the History Channel, and I used to go play in my room. And now I have become my father. I like history. I like studying it. I like church history. I like studying what God did in the past. I study a lot about revivals and how God moved. This Bible right here is, is important to me because it's a history. Of my family. My great grandpa lived um, over by Stratford, Oklahoma, on the McLean and Garvin County line. His name was O.H. Hinkle or Odie Hinkle. And Odie Hinkle could not read or write. He, like a lot of people of his generation, he started uh, working at a very young age. And because of that, he, could, he could write a little bit, his name is written in here, but you can tell his handwriting is very uh, labored. But he couldn't read. And one day, he came to my great-grandma, Virginia Hinkle, and he said, Virginia, I'm going to pray. And he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to pray until I can read the Bible. And he literally went to the woods and began to seek God for hours that day. And when he came back, however it happened, when he came back, he could read the the Bible. He had a problem with the Old Testament. He couldn't hardly read the Old Testament, but he could read the New Testament. And so this Bible is his Bible. This Bible is special to me for several reasons. This Bible is special to me because it's got the oil marks on the pages where my great-grandpa would come in from the fields where he had been working with his hands and the dirt, and he would thumb through the Bible and begin to read it. And you can still see the oil markings on this Bible. It's also important to me because my, I don't know how my grandmother got it. She was one of several kids. Kids, but my grandmother received this. My grandpa died in the late 70s. In nineteen April, or July 9, 1978, my great-grandmother wrote in this Bible to whichever of her kids would receive this Bible. My grandmother got it the next year because in April of 1979, she wrote this is daddy's Bible, and she wrote that to which one of her sons, who my dad is the middle child, which of her sons would receive this Bible. My dad received this Bible, and so on August... Uh, 20th, 2016, he didn't write it to any of his kids because I'm an only child, so he says to my son Justin, my name's the only one in here written to, but to my son Justin, he wrote that in 2016, and when I was home Thanksgiving, he gave me this Bible and said, I want you to have grandpa's Bible from from our family. The reason this is important is because I look and I saw God who took a man who couldn't read or write, but he did the miraculous in his life until my grandpa could read this Bible. He helped start churches he helped start Shady Grove Church outside of Stratford, Oklahoma, and my grandpa, God miraculously saved him and helped him to be able to read. Why does that matter in what I'm trying to say about 2023? Because here's the thing, as much as I love that, and as much as I love talking about history, the truth is this, if we're not careful, church and God becomes history of what happened in the past. But listen to me, as much as I love this, and as much as I love talking about what God did for my great grandpa, I don't want God just to do it for my great grandpa, I want God to do it for me. I want God to visit me in this generation. I want to be able to tell my boys, not that it has happened to your great-great-grandpa, I want to tell my boys it happened to me. I want to be like the Psalmist David who said, you know what? I was young, but I'm old now. But you know what? I'm not just writing about what God did to Israel through 2,000 years ago. I can tell you this. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I've experienced some things and I want to be able to look at my boys and say I knew the power of God. I I saw the power of God. I saw God change people. And I believe 2023 is a year we run after the presence of God. And we experience him for ourselves. 2023 is a year we get our shoes on. And we run after him with everything we've got. And we tell other people. I'm not talking about some old thing in a book somewhere. I'm telling you I know it for myself. I've experienced it myself. That God is still a deliverer. He's still a healer. He still sets the captives free do I have some runners in the house today that want to help today come on I believe God can do it now he can do it in the midst of where we're at God revive your work in the midst of the years do it for our generation God do it right now may we passionately pursue the presence of God and run after him with everything we've got amen but I believe there's three things that hold us back from running after him I want to talk to you about those for a few minutes Number one, I believe learning to be comfortable and familiar holds us back. If we're not careful, we get comfortable with where we're at. We get comfortable with what's going on, and we get familiar with things. I've told this story before. But I got to experience it, I don't know, several years ago, 2015 at the end of the year But Philip Yancey is a famous writer. He writes about a time that he was at Yellowstone National Park and he was eating lunch in their inn there and they have all these windows where you can see Old Faithful. And he says he's he's watching while he's in there and he notices, I mean this thing is full of tourists. He said for this particular day there was a lot of Japanese tourists everywhere. So they're from another country, so they've never seen anything like this here, and they're excited. So the moment that the the countdown clock says it's time for Old Faithful to go off, they all jump up and run to the window to look. And he notices the waiters and the waitresses. He said the thing he noticed was, number one, they had been taught, when everybody goes to the window, you go fill their glasses, you clean things up, you use that time. But then he said even when their chores were done, not one of them ever looked out the window. All these tourists are excited. They're at the window looking. Here is Old Faithful. Here is a miraculous thing taking place. Something that people are in awe of. And these waiters and waitresses are standing around just going through their normal duty. You know why? Because they saw it every day. And it was familiar to them. And here's the thing that happens in church. And I love you enough to say this to you. I hope you don't get offended. But if you do, that's okay. Here's the thing about it. Sometimes... Religion, and I want to call it crusty religion, just bothers me. Because we sit there and we go through the motions because we've been in church long enough that we're not amazed anymore. I I get up and I preach to preachers sometimes and I tell them they're the hardest group to preach to because I know the moment I say a verse, they're going to think about every time they've preached out of that they're going to tell me every point I missed because I've already done that before and they get crusty. I don't know if there's better words I know but that's what comes to my mind. They get stuck. They get familiar and I want you to know the reason I love being around people that God God is setting free. The reason I love being around people that are new converts or that are tasting of the goodness of the Lord is because it keeps it fresh for me. I don't mean this bad toward church folks but I've been here almost 15 years and I've told you a long time ago that God didn't call me here to dust off the saints in a museum. That God called us here to transform lives. This is a hospital for sinners. This is a place for people to come in and for the power of God. And I say God give us the people that need to be set free and delivered. I want to get around those folks because it gets my, listen, it stirs things up inside of me. If I get around people that have been in church a long time and you know what, they've been around God a long time they get stuffy sometimes. I'm being honest. And I've been in church my whole life. I've been saved since I was seven years old. So I am one. So I can talk about us. But I want you to know today, we need people that that God is transforming on a regular basis so it keeps the fires burning within us. The Bible says, well there is no wood. The fire goes out. And if you're not careful, you will let the fire of God go out in your life. But I want to tell you, if you'll let the Word of God get in you and you'll get around people that are stirring you up and sharpening you, then you won't get familiar with Jesus. You'll wake up and say, Jesus, you're as real today as you were the day you saved me. Jesus, you're as real today as the day you set me free. Do you want to say, Jesus, today? Jesus, I want to know you in new ways. Is anybody with me today? Say amen. Amen. Number two, the other reason I believe we get comfortable is the opinion of others. I've told you this before, but I was in Bible college, and I, mean, I, was, I was a freshman, and I was excited. God's doing great things, and I'm all happy and excited. i never forget an upperclassman one day walks up to me, and he said, Just give it a few years, and that feeling will go away like it has for the rest of us. Talking about a wet blanket. If you're not careful, this you will let the opinion of others dictate your relationship with the Lord. Some of you come here and I understand, you know, we're one of these churches, I tell people this all the time when I go places, we're too Pentecostal for some and not Pentecostal enough for others. I love being there, that's a good place to be in my opinion, not everybody does. Some people want people swinging from the ceiling, some people want everybody sitting there not saying a word. I preached at a church one time in Garber, Oklahoma and uh, it was a a Christian church and I don't know how they got a hold of the Pentecostal Bible College, but they invited us to preach and I'm I'm standing behind the pulpit trying to mind my manners because I'm in their church and I preached. and this And one, one lady out of about 20 people there one lady shook her head one time and I kid you not her husband came up to me afterwards and said sir I need to apologize I could not keep my wife still I thought sir my word she nodded her head one time. I thought she was going to sleep I didn't know she was saying amen Here's the thing, other people can begin to put their opinions on you. Why do you worship like that? Why do you act crazy? Listen, it's not for, I get it. I'm not trying to tell you you've got to be like everybody else, but you listen to me. When God sets you free and you know it, you want to lift up a shout to the Lord. You want to raise your hands. You want to praise Him. And there's nothing wrong with that. And what I'm telling you is this, don't let other people put on you what you feel about God. If you feel like shouting, you let out a shout. If you feel, listen, this needs to be a year we go after God we quit caring what everybody thinks about us we quit caring about the bible says jesus made himself of no reputation he did what god had called him to do and he didn't care what everybody thought about him and it's time we run after god they'll call you crazy they'll call you a lunatic they'll call you a holy roller they'll say look at that person who's got too much jesus but listen to me having too somebody saying they have too much jesus is like saying you have too much bacon it is not possible you understand <laughs> You understand. You can't have too much of him. And I want you to know today, when you begin to get that inside of you, and you realize, I don't care what everybody thinks about me. I don't care what everybody says about me. I'm going to run after him. They can call me crazy. They can say whatever they want. But I am going to run after him with everything that I've got. Amen? And number three, I believe one of the biggest hindrances is us, ourselves. Because the moment we start running, we get in our own way. I got a one-year-old who's learning to, to walk in Boston. I love to see him try. He's so cute. But sometimes he gets in his own way. He tries and he trips over his own feet. He's trying his best to learn to walk. But sometimes he's his own worst enemy. And the truth is this. Because we let shame and regret and guilt And things of our past trip us up from what God has for us. God's saying, I want you to run. But you know what? We we, we say, well, Lord, I I want to, but you, you forgot what I did. I'm so embarrassed by my past. I live with regrets. God, I messed up a long time ago. And God, I still regret that. God, i got shame on my life. i got guilt on my life. I've got all these shackles that I hold. And God says, you know what? You know the only person, there may be people in this life that that say things to you, but the truth is, you know the only person holding those things over your head is you. Because God delivered you a long time ago from that. God set you free from shame and guilt a long time ago. You're the one that's in your own way. You're the one that's in your head and can't stop overthinking things and can't realize God set you free. Free, and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You don't have to live with shame and guilt any longer. You don't have to, listen, you need to get out of your way sometimes and go after the Lord. Look at Jesus. Focus on Him. Stop focusing on everything around you going bad and you get out of your way and you go after Him this year and you say, you know what? Shame, guilt, regret, all these things. My past does not hold anything for my future. 2022, I'm closing the door to you and I'm opening up to 2023 to a new me I'm going to have a year where I let go of some things some of you need to say goodbye to shame you need to say goodbye to regret you need to say goodbye to guilt and you need to say the hello to freedom hello to deliverance hello to the life that I'm called to live right now you need to realize it's a year to run let's go after him with everything that we've got amen will the worship team join me now listen not to put a damper on any of this I came ready to preach this morning. I don't want to put a damper on any of it, but listen. I can't promise you that 2023 is going to be the best year of your life. I don't know what's going to happen this year. But I do know this. What I love about the scripture is this. David said, one thing I desire to the Lord. I have one goal, one resolution, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my. He doesn't mean that I can come literally live in the church. I believe what David is saying is, I want to be around his presence. Because the house of God in that moment represented the presence of God. God was in a box in behind the curtain that represented his presence. So David said, I just want to be where his presence is at all the days of my life. Here's the awesome thing. 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell and he lives in us. So now I carry his presence wherever I go. I don't have to go somewhere to be in his presence. I carry his presence with me. And so what David's saying is, I just want one thing I'm seeking after, that I may always recognize I want to be in the presence of God. Let me just say on a side note, if you really believe that, there's some places you wouldn't go this year if you thought God was really with you. There's some things you wouldn't do if you knew God was sitting there right beside you. David said, I want you to be that real to me that I'm in your presence all the time. But then he says this, and in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the time of distress, he's going to set me high upon a rock. He's going to get me away. The storms may come, the winds may blow, but I am anchored to the rock. And you know what? The floods may come, but I'm high on a rock. I'm above it. I'm sitting above that. he's going to hide me in his pavilion. He's, He's around me. He's surrounding me. And today, what I'm telling you is this. If you will run after him, if you will seek the Lord, some of you won't all these other things in your life but jesus said this: seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything else will be added this year your resolution needs to be god we want you above everything else and you know what he'll take care of the details i don't know what's going to happen but i do know this he's good and he's faithful and he's true and no matter what happens he's never going to leave you or forsake you no matter what happens this year, you're not going to be alone. He's going to be with you. And so I can run. I can run after him without worrying about anything. One of the things, you know, I grew up in, in, in Mississippi, but my, where my dad lives now, it's kind of in the country there. And we go walking quite a bit when I'm home. And there's always dogs that come after us. And my last time I was home, my dad took forever. We thought something had happened to him. Maybe he had, I mean, my dad's... Um, you know, we didn't know if he, he's, he's very healthy for his age. He's 71, but he's very healthy for his age. But I didn't know, like, we didn't know if he'd had a heart attack or something he's gone a long time. Well, come to find out, a dog got after him. He, he was trying to ch- lead it the other way. He's supposed to walk two miles, and he probably ended up walking four miles just trying to get the dog away. Because you know what? When you're walking, and especially where we're at out there, there's curved roads, and you're walking on the road, you've got to constantly be looking because the dogs are coming, the cars are coming. You know what I love about running with Jesus? The truth is there is things to watch out for. But the truth is this. If you'll keep your eyes focused on him, I believe he can take care of all those things for you. You don't have to be looking all the time wondering, is there a dog after me? Is there a car after me? Just look to Jesus and run after Him and let Him take care of the other things. Just go after Him. Make Him your choice and your prize this year. Make Him the reward you're searching seeking after. And if you'll run after Him with everything that you've got, I promise you, at the end of this year, I don't know what it holds, but we can look back and say, you know what? We had highs, we had lows, we had difficulties, we had victories. But at the end of the day, what we never strayed from, was we want to run after him with everything that we've got. Would you stand to your feet? I'm going to ask you just to do one thing for me today, if you're able. I want to ask you, and we'll, we'll fill up wherever we need to, but listen, I just believe this is, we're getting into a season. We're going to talk about some things next week, and God's going to have us lay down some things, and, and we're going to be praying over people the next few weeks. But right now, I just feel like today by faith, we need to step out. If you're able and willing, if you say, I want to run, would you just step out right now and come to the front? If you need to pack down the aisles, that's fine. Whoever, just say, I'm willing to run this year, and I want you to take a step of faith and get down here with me. And we're going we're to worship, and then I'm going to pray over you today, and we're going to run after him with everything that we've got. Come on, let's worship.
1: Another in the walls, holding back the seas. Should I ever need it, my power set me free. There is a grave that holds no body. now The power is in me, there is another in the Another No other name but the name that is Jesus. He who was still lives and still we'll is and will be through it at all. What comes from His reconciled? that's where you'll be I count the joy of every battle cause I know that's where you'll be if you're ready to run
0: this year would you just lift your hands I want us to go into honey in the rock cause I, I believe this is a year of provision for us I believe this is a year of God saying I'm going to be there for you in ways you can't imagine there's going to be honey in the rock manna from the stone I'm going to give you water when you need water so right now we're just dedicating this year Father, right now in the name that is above every name, we decree and declare 2023 will be a year we experience you in greater ways, greater measures, greater portions. We're going to know you in ways that we've not known you before. And Father, we dedicate this year to a year of running, a year of going after you, a year of pursuing you with everything that we've got. And Father, 2023 will be marked by a year where we know you in the power of your resurrection, the fellowship of your sufferings, being conformed to your image. And Father, we're becoming more like you. And I believe this year we want Landmark Church to be this year where we say no matter what else happens, no matter what else goes on, we are going after you with everything that we've got. That's our one desire. That's the one thing we seek after. And Father, right now, I just pray that you bless this year. I pray for supernatural provisions. I pray this year is a year where you do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. And this is a year that's going to be marked by testimonies of the power and the goodness of God. So we dedicate this year to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's sing this song right now. Come on. There's honey in the
1: stone men are on the ground no matter where i go Good